Thank you for listening to the Finally Quit Porn Podcast. My name is Thomas Molyneux and I am here to share my own journey of quitting porn and a lot of tips, advice, stories and really interesting guests who have their own perspectives on how to quit porn for good. If you would like further support, go and check out thomasmolyneux.com where you can find more resources. So thanks a lot for listening. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Finally Quit Porn podcast. Today I will be talking to Dr. Tony Cooper. Welcome on the episode, Dr. Tony. How are you doing today? Thank you. Very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking a bit around trauma and how healing people's trauma can really help them quit watching porn. Do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into doing what you're now doing? Okay. So um, that's a long story, so I'll make it a short, short answer. So I began in private practice in 1986. And as I was working with people, mostly adults, I noticed how many people had some kind of trauma in their background or abuse or something pretty dramatic that affected how they coped with life as adults. So I started to uh, focus more and more on understanding what trauma does to people and then looking at strategies of how people can move past what they've been through and have a more what I call being fully alive in their body, soul, and spirit. So I've been in private practice that whole time. I've also done some other things, teaching at college, training medical students and interviewing, continuing ed courses. I like to do different things. And I've gotten into the digital world with podcasts and videos to, to again, help people understand how to cope better and be fully alive. Yeah, amazing. And I'm guessing that throughout your career, you've worked with a lot of clients. You know, if you've been working in this space for over 35 years, that's a long time a lot of people. People are interesting. Has there been anything that you've discovered through working with so many people over quite a long period of time? People are all different. And so that's what makes it, for me, I my work is like detective work. It's like, okay, we're going to figure out what's going on. And then what is the path for this person to take them where they want to go? Because everybody's a little bit different. There are principles that hold true but uh, I just, I find people very interesting and I really enjoy helping people get to where they want to be. Mm, amazing. So have you worked with many people who have struggled to quit porn or had a porn or sex addiction in the past? I've worked a lot with uh, people with addictive tendencies, sexual addictions, um, not as much directly on porn addiction, but the principles that apply to healing from trauma, uh, expanding our coping skills, and then breaking habits that are problematic for us, a lot of that holds true, but I know there are specialized techniques for people that are trying to overcome porn, and there's that the 90-day program, I forget what that one's called, that to reset your dopamine. I think that's the, the one that seems to be very promising. So I look more at the psychological parts, but I know that there are specialized kinds of techniques for people trying to break the porn addiction. 
Yeah, I'm not 100% sure whether the whole 90-day thing works or not. I've kind of, yeah, I've done it a few times and for a while it will help, it works, but I think there's some deeper layers which need to be healed as well. And so I suppose once we really heal those parts deep within us and kind of the inner child work or whatever it may be, that can really help people be free for the rest of their life but also i think sometimes it can just be this ongoing journey of discovering more about yourself growing learning and eventually you get to a point where i suppose it's not so big a problem in one's life so when it comes to trauma are there any particular techniques or therapies which you tend to use with clients that help them I would say I'm probably pretty eclectic. So part of it is being able to talk about what you've been through with a person who's not judgmental. And most people that have been through trauma, they reject themselves in some fashion. They carry a lot of guilt and shame. They have rejected themselves as weak, as uh, inferior there's a lot of things that go on. And so I help people begin to address the way that they internalized what happened to them and then changing how they view themselves, how they view other people, how they view life, helping them build in uh, soothing activities to help them feel safe, to build their supports, to learn how to selectively trust. It's not good if we don't trust anybody but we also can't trust everyone. And so people who have been traumatized often get stuck in one mode. They're rescuing others. They're giving in to other people all the time. They're fiercely independent where nobody gets in. And so it's not good for us to be locked into one mode. So we just gently start to look at how they talk to themselves, how they view themselves. A big thing I do with people traumatized or not is I have them pay attention to, do you swear on this show? Uh, we can share, yeah, uh, swear. It's not a problem at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have people pay attention to the shit that they say to themselves all day long because that is basically re-traumatizing yourself. And so you have to, anything you would not say to your friend, to your child, you should not say to yourself. So I just start to work with how people talk to themselves, how they discount their own thoughts and feelings. And as they begin to respect themselves, there starts to be movement through trauma because trauma affects how your body operates. It affects your emotional life. It affects your relationships and your ability to trust. So it's very important to start at the core. You're going to be more prone to addictions if you don't know how to soothe yourself because most addictions are an effort to soothe yourself in some fashion to the physiological parts of when life, you know, aggravates us, upsets us. We need some tools to calm that down. And if we can connect with other people, we'll also be a little more like centered and stable and feel more solid inside. So as we address these different things, becomes easier to manage whatever your addictive tendencies are because most people have something yeah yeah definitely i really like what you said there about 
letting go of some of the shame and the inner critic and that those negative thoughts which can just like keep on going round and round and treating yourself really badly because I think that's something which I would struggle with a lot in the past and a lot of people who are trying to quit quit porn really really struggle with I think that's one of the main problems is that people have low self-esteem and low confidence and then that leads to them wanting to escape those feelings and feel safe again and so they use porn as a coping mechanism but then because of that they end up feeling low and start beating themselves up more and more and then it just becomes this really negative cycle of of shame and self-hatred and it's mm. it's really hard to escape that so I wonder how do you start to bring the negative thoughts into conscious awareness a little bit more? Pointed out while people are talking to me something that they say like this is really stupid but it's like why are you saying it's stupid? And so I just start to help them pay attention to it. And after I point it out a few times, they're going to start noticing it when they go home. And then just so if you notice it, like a lot of people call themselves names, like when I make a mistake, when I'm doing some sporting event, you know, I say things to myself that I think, OK, that's not a nice way to talk. And then you can re-date like, yes, I made a mistake. I'm going to do better this time. And so just starting to shift how you talk to yourself gently. Don't say, well, look how stupid I am. I'm still doing that. I mean, so unproductive. And yet most people do it. So it, it's also useful if generally this self-rejection started with someone who rejected us or treated us badly. And then we internalize that rejection. So I do encourage people to work through, write a letter you do not send, do not send the letter, write it out of all the anger, the hurt, and start to process where the rejection started. And then you can choose to forgive that person. That doesn't mean it was okay what they did, but when we don't forgive other people, we have given them space in our heads to to affect us every day so we release them that doesn't mean you trust them or have to be around them but we want to put that in the past and not carry it with us anymore and people can use imagery of how they let go how they say goodbye um you know the vikings used to put dead bodies on a ship and send them out so you can with imagery put that situation put that relationship on the ship and wave goodbye to it. You know, you, you want to do things to make a, a boundary between who you are now. I'm not letting this define me anymore and what you've been through. It's real. It affects who you are, but we don't want to live in that anymore or keep it alive by how we talk to ourselves. Yeah, that's really, really powerful. And I think that's a big thing is that people do internalize what happened to them and it's not about who they are it's not about deep down like intrinsically their personality or their genetics or anything like that at all instead it's just something happened to them and that's unfair and that shouldn't have happened and it's it's not good and this is something else with the world right now is that a lot of people struggle with porn and then they put all the blame on themselves as well so although it's not necessarily someone else harming them and maybe they've not gone through trauma but I still think in a way it can be quite 
traumatic to look at all of this sexual imagery that's incredibly overstimulating and some of it can be really novel and a little bit strange or taboo and then you blame yourself for it because you think well there's something wrong with me why do i have these desires why you know why is my sexual desire out of control but at the same time even with that there's something to be said for considering that this is how society has now been set up and a lot of it is just to do with the external makeup of of the world with ubiquitous sexual content everywhere and so i think there's something there as well about people forgiving themselves for looking at this stuff and kind of maybe venting some frustration towards how society set up but at the same time taking 100 percent responsibility for their own emotions and trying to process it themselves as well i wonder if you have any thoughts on any of that oh yeah that's the culture has become over sexualized and now we're sexualizing children, introducing them to sexual decisions and thoughts that that's not supposed to be part of childhood. It's a form of abuse as far as I'm concerned. So as best as we can, we want to protect ourselves from things that are going to take us backwards. And also as best as we can, you want to develop other parts of your personality, your other interests the uh, creative uh, sports, making things, fixing things, um, music. Keep developing other sides of your personality so that you keep growing, that you become more and more of who you are and not what society wants to shove down your throat or shove in your face or define you. As best you can, take charge of things pick new uh, avenues to try new things so that your sexual interests don't dominate who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Identity plays such a massive part here. And the more you identify as somebody who struggles with porn, the worse the problems are often going to be. And if you can shift your focus elsewhere and towards healthier habits and pursuing your goals and other avenues, as you say, then that can be amazing for your identity and just who you are as a person. And so you end up focusing less on the problem and more on the solution in many ways. So I was wondering, do you have any other advice for anybody who is maybe watching or listening to this and is struggling with porn at the moment? Say um, you're not alone. There's many, many people, men and women. I, I know most of your followers are men, but more and more women are falling into problems with porn addiction and uh, to substitute for when people are very lonely. And so porn becomes a substitute for connection because it's very hard to, to make and maintain healthy connections. So I would just encourage people to be patient with yourself. Try to put yourself around people, maybe someone you trust who will that you can be a little bit accountable to and that won't judge you, but will encourage you and to keep building friendships so that those social needs, that need for connection that is sadly lacking in culture, to keep making those meaningful connections because that will help protect us from stress and addiction of every kind. Mm, definitely. I really like this short episode that we've recorded today because I feel like 
although it's been quite quick and short, there's just been so much value. Like, overall, what you shared with us today, I feel could definitely help people. It's helped me. It's helped me think in a more simplistic way around a lot of this stuff, although it can be quite deep and you can overthink a lot of these problems. Sometimes it is quite simple as well about just rejecting the whole culture of this over-sexualized society and instead pursuing what's actually important instead and getting your needs met in other healthier ways. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Where can people find you? Uh, my website, Dr. Tony Cooper at, um, dot com. That is the best way you can find all my media, books, podcasts, videos. I have tons of videos on coping skills. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot for watching or listening. And I do hope you have an amazing rest of your day.